0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey, it's me, Liz. Hi. It is Wednesday when I'm recording this because I'm going out of town this weekend. So if stuff happens between now and Wednesday or now and Sunday, um, it's probably not going to be in this episode. So just a time warning. I mean, I guess if something huge happens, I could potentially record a little something to add on to this. I don't know. But that's probably not going to happen is what I want to let you know. So just a fair warning. Don't expect <laughs> if something happens. Okay. Hi. Um. Some sad, 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 sad news this week. Uh, Jordan from 16 and Pregnant, who apparently I did an episode with Amanda on her 16 and Pregnant episode because multiple people were like, oh, I just recently listened to your episode with Amanda on her. And I said in my head, I said, I, 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 something's not right with my memory. I have no memory of doing that at all, which is wild. I've recorded multiple episodes with Amanda from Amanda loves to hate teen mom I think her and Jody's joint patreon podcast is we love to hate TV I think is what it's called but like I mm, I I don't remember doing that but I'm glad that I did um it's a really good episode of 16 pregnant and then her follow-up is like genuinely shocking but Jordan was featured in the last episode of 16 or last well, Last season of 16 Pregnant, she also was the finale episode of that season that aired in like 2015 or 16, I think. She had a daughter named Genevieve, which is beautiful, perfect name. I love the name Genevieve. They call her Evie. Evie is primarily raised by her father, Derek, and I believe Derek's mother as well. Um, Jordan had no contact with Evie as far as I'm aware. And she died, assumingly, of some sort of overdose that hasn't been confirmed. She passed over the weekend. The really, I mean, there are multiple sad things. But she had a daughter, a second daughter in June, named Layla. By the way, one of the few, like, good namers of the 16 Pregnant franchise. Genevieve and Layla? That's nice. Um, She had a daughter named Layla in June and apparently had been 18 months sober when Layla was born. Um, Shortly after Layla was born, her boyfriend and the father of the baby passed away. And I would assume that probably is what set Jordan off again. Um, It's really fucking sad. It's really sad. I I don't know what to say except it's really sad. Uh, This baby is orphaned now. Um, You know, there's something that we're not really talking about with the opioid uh, epidemic is that there's like a generation of orphaned children. If not orphaned physically, like if but both their parents are not dead, which is extremely common, um, then their parents are not raising them and they're living with relatives or they're in the system. There is a lot of children without parents because of the opioid epidemic. And it's really sad. And to think this little baby who's less than a year old has now lost both her parents is I mean, truly devastating. It's just truly devastating. Um, The fact that Jordan had gotten it together and was doing well for almost two years and then falls off like it's just it's really hard. It's really hard. Um, That is when people overdose when they go back out after having sobriety, which is (sighs) sucks. It just it just sucks. You know, like, I don't know. Derek had responded to a tweet He has a locked account, but it, of course, still made its way to, like, the teen mom Instagram pages. Uh, Somebody had tweeted him, like, I'm really sorry for you and your daughter's loss. And I want to get his exact words, right? Hold on. So somebody had said, I'm really sorry for you and your daughter's loss. And he replied, we didn't lose anything. Now, is it really complex when somebody has... Died of an overdose when they have spent many years harming the people in their lives. Absolutely. It's very possible that Jordan was just like a hurricane of pain to those around her. Um, I'm not discounting the way that Derek feels for himself, right? Like he really could feel like he did not lose anything. In fact, he could feel relieved, possibly. And that's very valid. There's room to talk about that. Speaking for his daughter like that, I don't like and I'm not okay with. First of all, like, you don't have to fucking tweet it. You don't have to tweet it. Yeah, you might be tweeting from a locked account, but clearly you have teen mom related followers because your fucking shit's getting screenshotted and sent to teen mom Instagram accounts. Like, you don't put that, like, Evie is so young. I believe she's five or six, Um, you know, to grow up and see that. <laughs> You just just don't put that shit online and you don't get to speak for your child when it comes to their trauma. Um, Jordan, as far as I know, had nothing to do with Evie. And so in this moment, in this very moment, Evie probably has not lost anything, right? Like nothing about her day to day has changed, but she has just experienced a huge trauma that at one point maybe could. I mean, it's possible it'll never affect her, but this could be a trauma that really fucks her up. For a lot of her life. And for Derek to so callously tweet that worries me about what he says out loud in front of Evie, um it's just it's upsetting. The thing is, you know, Evie has now two major losses when it comes to her mother. First, she was abandoned by her mother. Um, because as far as we know, Jordan has had nothing to do with this child for the majority of her life. So even if it was for whatever reason, she was abandoned by her mother and that is a major trauma. And now she has this secondary loss of her mother passing. And the thing is, although right now she is so young that it's very possible that like, it's possible she doesn't even know yet. You know what I mean? Like they might not have even told her yet. Like it's really possible, like her day to day, her day to day life is probably fine. And there's probably like no issues with it. The issue really is that like what Evie has lost, potentially lost, potentially, I want to add a potentially in front of all of this. What Evie has potentially lost is hope, right? Like, you know, she doesn't get to hold on to like, maybe my mom will come back to me. She doesn't get to hold on to like, maybe my mom will change. She doesn't get to hold on to like, maybe when I grow up, I can work on a relationship with her. And that's really a big thing to lose. And I know some people say like, well, maybe it's for the best because Jordan won't be in and out of her life this way, blah, blah, blah. But to deny Evie's right to trauma is unacceptable, in my opinion. And obviously, this is just a tweet like, I hope it doesn't reflect how he talks to his daughter. I hope it doesn't reflect how he deals with his like daughter's grief in the future and her trauma in the future. But to like imagine, you know, 16 year old Evie who's fucking going through it and like finally processing everything and is angry and hurt. And she Googles her parents and she sees that that could really fucking hurt. That could really, really hurt to see your dad say something like that. And I usually am not the type of person that's like, their kids could see that one day. I think people go a little hard on that with certain things. Like sometimes I see people say stuff that, like, when I was a child, I heard my mom say something and I've never forgiven her. And I've re- the thing that it is, I can't think of an example. I'm like, you're really fucking narcissistic. <laughs> like you need to get over it. Like why are you so self-centered? Grow up. But like there are certain things that I think a child just doesn't need to be able to see because their parents put it online and their father just completely dismissing the death of their mother, their biological mother is probably one of those things. Um so yeah, just I feel devastatingly sad for Jordan's daughters. um, Let me tell you. God forbid a major cast member dies because I might have to quit this franchise and everything having to do with it. The reaction, a lot of the comments around Jordan's death on Reddit have been Upsetting to say the least. <laughs> like, there's just an extreme lack of empathy around it. Like, people reacting to the steric tweet and being like, Yeah, that's fine. He's good. I'm glad he feels that way. Even in lose shit. Like, I, oof, oof. I just, if some, God forbid, Ryan overdoses or Amber or anything like that, eh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But yeah, it's sad. Rest in peace. Um, you know, drug addiction sucks. It really sucks. It's honestly surprising that more 16 pregnant franchise members aren't serious opioid addicts that we know of, honestly, considering the amount of trauma most of the people that have been on this show have been through in their lives. But it's just sad. It makes me feel sad when I think about it. So, rest in peace to Jordan. You know, prayers and thoughts or whatever to her family. I always feel weird when I say that. Like I mean, I I mean the sentiment behind it, but I don't mean the action. Ay, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the other big news that broke is Farrah was arrested again. Um, a very similar event to what happened to her at like the Beverly Hills Hotel a few years ago, in which she was asked to leave. She then allegedly attacked a security guard. The security guard put her in a citizen's arrest, which LOL. Um, the phrase citizen's arrest is very funny to me. I I can't fully explain why, but it really makes me laugh. Um, So she was put in like a citizen's arrest and then she got arrested for real. Uh, There's a video of it. She's screaming in the video. She's so drunk. I don't know. You guys, this is like in my possibly not funny because it's punching down category. Like I look at the, the pictures and I'm like, they're kind of funny. Like they're kind of funny. The video is kind of funny, but also it's like, I think she's unwell. So there is some post from the security guard that Farah hit. Uh, she said that Farah was being kicked out of the club for fighting. And then she like turned around and hit the security guard. The security guard has a black eye. Um, she wrote... Allegedly, I'm so tired of these celebrities thinking they can do whatever. You put your hands on me for doing my job. I won't let this go. I work very hard in my last few months of school and I take care of my mom who has cancer. I have no time for jail, which is why I handle this professionally. On top of that, I'm black. If I would have beat this lady up, I'm going to lose my I'm going to jail and lose my job. I have way too much to lose. What's so crazy is it's Martin Luther King Day weekend. I'm speaking up. Enough is enough. Literally, thank God for thank Literally, I thank God for changing me. Years ago, I wouldn't care. Hands would have been thrown. Anyway, I'm older now. I'm 32 years old. I don't need to be in anyone's jailhouse, to be honest. I thank God for saying no. Megan, don't do it. So that's what the creator has to say. She also has another post. She says, this is also embarrassing. Yet I have to stand up for myself, not physically, by hitting her back because that would cause problems for me. I really avoid too much to lose. I'm a student. Last few months in my bachelor's program, I'm taking care of my mom who has cancer. I work hard physically, mentally. What's going? What's annoying is walking around or just going to work. It is the worst. I'm proud of myself for not feeding into my old demons and fighting this woman. Yet I'm ashamed because I'm walking around with a bruise on my face. Just embarrassed because I look like a punk. People already look at me weird because I'm blind in the same eye she hit me in. And my some and my eye sometimes has a mind of its own. Now I have this bruise. Ugh, Lord, help me. Um, Yeah, I feel for her. That really sucks. And this is what, of course, you know, Farah has said. Um, hold on. Wanna get her words right? <laughs> and so of course she left a Yelp review as Farah likes to do. <laughs> Farah's obsessed with Yelp reviews. <laughs> this happened at Grandmaster Recorders in LA. So she wrote Betterment. B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T. Betterment, racism allowed by management. A woman in public figure who literally did nothing but pay them. I was let go by police after finding management security was to blame and an injustice to law. I can't believe my friends head hurt from being hit and security put me in a, in the dirt. Warning, betterment, all capital letters, assault, exclamation point, harassment, exclamation point. Do not go to this establishment. A woman, exclamation point. Hate crimes are happening actively to paying customers oh god then she posts a video of this on her instagram story um like a video of her pinned to the ground uh, it, the picture and over it she wrote the staff yet again attacking a paying customer and hold me against my will and hurt me the only one out of three women women must stop with like a stop sign emoji must stop the staff grandmaster record should be in jail um, evidence is all around us with a picture of security cards and arrows that doesn't show anything. So this is what she posts on her Instagram store, or her Instagram account. I post this as no woman or man should ever be battered, abused, conspired, ganged up on, set up, recorded, and video sold. I'm putting a restraining order on at something, somebody, live bald, live... Uh, I don't know, live bad who made the center reservation and conspired an attack on myself with the staff at the Grandmaster Records as it was a private, per- a private person arrest, in quotation marks. Complete setup. I've had a very traumatizing year, and I don't deserve to be attacked, bruised, met on me, and battered. As a single mother, to be harassed, battered, and conspired against as a paying customer, Grandmaster Records should fire their management and security for all contributing to attacking one person out of three people. I think the Hollywood capital letters police I thank the Hollywood police for rescuing me from being held against my will and being attacked I needed help I couldn't even use my phone I'm blessed to go to church today I realize it's no longer safe for women to go out to eat in their own neighborhoods I look forward to my law degree and I look forward to court justice will be served as always women it is very unsafe world we live in act upon your rights and always care for others even when everyone hurts you and attacks you you are resilient, and you are stronger than all the weak people out there who hurt and traumatize us. With love, Farah. Okay, um, I need to figure out if she actually got charged. I don't see any updates on if she actually got a charge or not, so I'm not quite sure about that. But, oh goodness, she's really unwell, and it doesn't feel so funny, but sometimes it does feel funny, and this is like a real a real moment of me wrestling with my morals and ethics. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. I don't mean. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Um. (laughs) I just, I don't know. You like betterment. She writes betterment like three times instead of battery, I guess she's trying to say. Oh, good God, Farrah. Uh I had a lot of questions like where was Sophia at this time? I'm guessing at the house alone. Sophia's 13 now. Um, I think they li- have an apartment that they live in in LA. So I'm assuming she was just at the apartment in LA by herself. As a latchkey kid, I'm like, she was alone. Who cares? But <laughs> I don't know. Do people leave their 13-year-olds alone in 2022? That I'm not sure of. Let me know. Does your 13-year-old stay home alone for like, extended periods of time. I mean, I'm pretty sure Fair has been doing this with Sophia for a long time, but what's the age in which like a kid can stay alone? Because at 13, I was like fully babysitting like from like 6 p.m. to midnight, like kids that were like three or four years younger than me. So it, I don't know like what the rules are now. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll get into Team mom Ultimate Girls Trip. So this episode of Ultimate Girls Trip definitely was not as fun as the previous one. This, I'm like, yeah, I think I am maybe going to do an every other week type of thing. There just wasn't that much to talk about in this episode, um, but I didn't plan ahead very well. So here we are, you know. (laughs) I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Um, Oh, and Girls Night In. I went to talk about Girls Night In first. So I didn't once again, I didn't like this episode nearly as much as the first one. I still enjoyed it. I think this episode of Teen Mom Two was just boring. What actually would have probably been fun is if they like dipped into just fucking random like season one episodes and watched like Janelle screaming and Kale screaming. I think that would be a really fun way to do it. Um, or even Teen One, Teen One, <laughs> Teen Mom OG season one. Um, I think part of the issue of Girls Night In is going to be that this show is not good. (laughs) Their source material, not that good or interesting. So you can only comment on so much shit, right? Like, I'm definitely looking forward to the surgery episodes. Um, Did anything happen with Kale this last season? Not really that I can remember. I really... I don't think so. So I would like to see them do old episodes. I know they're not going to do that. They're just going to go through. Are they going to go through this whole season? That feels like a lot. Like, are they going to do 12 episodes of this? Maybe? Because they, like, we watched the last, like, episode two of that season. There wasn't really that much to say about it. Um, April is not great at commentating. (laughs) Caitlin's mom. I would say we could cut April. (laughs) (laughs) She's not needed. She's really not needed. Amber is... ah, Amber's hard to watch. Amber has an awareness, but not... It's hard to explain. Like, at certain points, she seems kind of self-aware. And at other points, I'm like, you're that person. There was one really interesting moment in which Macy, her friend Raj... Raj, I think it's Raj, her friend Raj and Taylor are watching. Raj has been Macy's friend like forever. That's something that I've always noticed about Macy. It's a quality and a person I like, even though everybody is extenuating circumstances. And I understand certain people just don't have long-term friendships, like a bunch of them for a, a million reasons. But I do like seeing when people have friends for a long time. And I think it's mostly just because I've had the same friends for a long time in many like... I have a bunch of friends I've had like forever. And I just really like shared history, blah, blah, blah. And that's something that I've always like appreciate about Macy. So Macy's friend Raj is there. And I think they've been friends since she, if not high school, like early, early teen mom days. So they're watching and Macy, they're watching a Jade scene. They're watching Jade. It's the episode where Jade's moving and she's screaming at Chloe Um, Tyler keeps being like, why don't they just take Chloe out of the house? (laughs) And yep, I get it. Uh, I also thought it was interesting. Tyler was talking about how annoying it is to move if MTV is there and the cameramen are in the way and he knows they're just trying to do their job. But sometimes the cameramen make everything so much harder. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that, that does make a lot of sense. Um, but Macy says, I really, she's like watching Jade screaming and she's like, you know, wow, Jade is a lot like me. And Taylor's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, that anger, I just, I don't know if she says like that anger, but basically she's like saying, I really identify with Jade and her anger and that like I want Jade to work on herself so that she doesn't feel that way anymore because I know what it was like to feel that way. And I'm like, hold the fucking phone. Macy identifies with Jade's anger? What? What? I was so confused by that, first of all. I would never say that Macy and Jade are similar, ever. Like, they are so opposites to me. I could not understand. Wow, I'm sorry. A yawn, like, literally just came up (laughs) mid-sentence. I'm not tired. I don't know why I did that. I have this thing. Does this happen to anybody else? I mean, you might not know because you don't record podcasts. You're probably not monologuing for long periods of time, like I do. But when I'm talking a lot, also when I'm reading aloud, um, which is something I used to do, like when I AA sponsor people, I yawn all of the time. I don't know why, like I won't be tired, but my body just like, and now I'm talking about yawning, so I have to yawn. And I apologize to anybody I set off. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I wonder why my bodies do that. Um, okay, so... Macy like saying that she identifies with Jade is so weird and I'm like who is Macy when the cameras aren't there? Who is she? Because that's not a person that I know. Like I would never peg Macy as an angry person. I know she's had like some references to her and Taylor fighting and there was one where she said like the cameras would leave and they would get drunk and they would yell at each other. They would fight. But, like, the idea that Macy's, like, watching Jade screaming and just losing her mind over uh, just complete frustration. Macy's like, yeah, I really get that. I'm like, you do? Really? (laughs) It's just really surprising to me. Like, I'm like, could you tell me more about that? I wanted a producer to step and be like, could you expand on that? Do you scream a lot? Like, are you somebody who has a lot of anger issues? I just, that was surprising. Was anybody, did anybody else pick that up I was surprised by it? But that's it for Girls Night In. Um, Cheyenne, and it was like Cheyenne and Zach, Taylor, Macy, and Raj, uh, Caitlin, Tyler, and April, and Amber and Gary. Amber brought out her little puppets, her scholar puppets. I think she said it was Socrates, Tesla, Albert Einstein and somebody else um Picasso was that who she said uh, <laughs> those things are so weird. She lines them up on her couch and then Gary goes, why don't you have George Washington?" And she's like, what he's like he was a great president and Amber goes, do you know anything about history To which I say like do you I I mean, look, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense to have George Washington and her scholars, puppets or whatever they are, line up. Fair enough. But I I was like, I don't know. Was he a bad president? (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying he was a good person, but like, wasn't he, isn't he regarded as like a good president? I don't know. I'm a dum-dum. What do I know? But like the way that Amber is like, do you know anything about history? I'm like, do you know anything about history, though? I mean, Gary probably doesn't know anything about history. But also, I'm not convinced that Amber knows anything about history. I would like to see Amber as somebody that's not Gary. um, And I would like to see Gary and Christina, maybe. Because I think that Gary holds back a lot if Amber is in the room, which makes sense. Okay, so Girls Night In picks up with them fighting still. Jade is screaming. Jade looks like a fucking lunatic. Like, she looks so bad. I can't express enough, like, how out of control Jade looks. She is just screaming on the top of her lungs how she's going to drag her across the cement. And she came to fight, blah, 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 blah. It's like, first of all, they're not going to let you fight. Shut up. Like, MTV is not going to let you fight. They have so many people there holding you guys apart. It's so silly. If you want to actually fight Ashley, you're going to have to, like, fly to California when you're both not filming and, like, run up on her outside her house or some shit. <laughs> like, that's how you're going to have to fight Ashley because you're not going to fight her at a teen mom event. You're not going to ever be able to get into a real fight there. They There are so many security guards, producers, whatever that are there holding them apart. And so, like, I don't know. I just think Jade looks so stupid screaming like this. And I understand why she's upset because Ashley totally did not take accountability for what she did. But it's like, calm down. So the life coach who somebody sent me her Instagram and the life coach is a therapist, like a psychologist. And so I don't really know why she's being billed only as a life coach. They're calling her Coach B. Here's the thing. What's a fucking life coach? I think I said this last week, but like if somebody tells me they're a life coach, I'm like, okay, sure. Okay. What's your training? Now, this woman being a psychologist definitely lends a little more credibility to her. But like, what services do you do as a life coach that you couldn't do as a therapist? Are you just doing unethical stuff? So you don't want to be billing your work as therapy? I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But the life coach is talking to Ashley and she's like, you know, I really appreciate that you took accountability and you stayed calm, but you really need to work on like continuing to stay calm. And Ashley's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And she's like, so repeat after me. I worked too damn hard to do this. And that's like Ashley's new mantra. I worked too damn hard. And to that I say, did she? (laughs) Ashley's always talking about like how hard she works. And I'm like, does she? <laughs> I'm not saying that she doesn't work at all, but I'm just like, how hard does Ashley work? Because Ashley also at the same time, like, screams about how spoiled she is and how she never has to pay for anything and blah, blah, blah. Um, Ashley is upset and Jade is screaming. Ashley starts crying at one point. She's upset. And I thought that was interesting. She was like, I wouldn't have said sorry if I didn't mean it. And I'm like, okay, I that to me when she started crying and was frustrated, I was like, I think that's probably the real Ashley where she wants to just like, I think she wants to be the nice version of herself and like the bad version of herself. Like what's it in Dexter, the dark passenger just like takes over I actually don't know that from Dexter. I know it from Vanderpump Rules, which is broken brain syndrome. But I think, like, a something takes over Ashley in which she, like, becomes mean and she acts out online and blah, blah, blah. So I think when she's crying, saying, like, I wouldn't have said sorry if I didn't mean it, like, I believe that. Like, I believe that she's actually upset in that moment. Bree says to Jade, which I thought was very funny, she's like... You need to calm down because Ashley right now looks unbothered and you look bothered. I definitely was, I thought that was very funny. So, uh, the next morning, everybody's kind of talking about what happened, and Bar and Ashley are talking about it. And she's like, I'm not being fake, I just didn't come to fight. And I get what she's saying, and I am, well, I don't want to say I'm an Ashley because, like, <laughs> I don't get online and like make fun of people and then when I'm in their presence I'm like trying to be their friend but at the same time I get what she's saying like I don't think it's fake to like be civil with people but I also think like if you don't want someone screaming at you and like accusing you of being fake then don't be online talking shit about them constantly like don't be calling them fat or bad-bodied or whatever like less than two weeks before and then be like, I don't I'm I just wanna be friends. It's fine. I just wanna be civil. Bar and Ashley are laughing about it. I like it when they laugh. You guys know you guys know it makes me feel happy. The OGs have breakfast together and Amber's like, you know, I just feel really protective. I don't want anybody to get in trouble like I did. And Macy says something very weird which she's like, you know, Amber speaking of prison as a learning experience is really like the first time I've ever heard her do that. And there's just so much growth with this Amber and even the Amber that I saw like a few months ago. And I'm like, really? That I feel like I have heard Macy say in the past that Amber has grown so much and it's because she went to prison. So suddenly Macy's saying like Amber, this is the first time Amber is acknowledging that she like faced consequences and doesn't want to face consequences again. It's a weird thing to say, honestly. It's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> um so they're going to do an activity which you guys know I hate activities. This is very like marriage boot camp. They get into pairs um in a kayak and the person that's rowing is blindfolded and the person behind them has to lead. Literally they do this exact exercise on marriage boot camp. Um it's Nothing is really that interesting watching it. It's kind of funny. There are funny moments. Jade and Ashley are paired up, of course. Why wouldn't they be? And for the most part, they're fine. I mean, for the whole part, they're fine. It's awkward, but they get a long well. They don't get into a fight, basically, is what I'm saying. Um Cheyenne and Bree are paired together and they win their section. And then Macy and Gary are paired together and they win Macy's or they win their because sec- they go in like two segments segments. I don't know. It's like weird. Watching the the moms all do it together at least kind of makes sense because the idea is that like they're there for like bonding and learning about themselves. But like do I need to watch Barr and Zach do this? Like probably not. Um The big activity of this episode with Coach B, as they call her, is a positive affirmations activity. (laughs) It was really stupid. They basically, instead of talking about something they don't like about themselves or they want to let go, whatever they pretended the night before his activity was about, they say something they like about themselves. And then she asks everybody to join in if they agree. Ashley has a shitty look on her face. She looks so mad. She's sitting with her arms crossed and she's refusing to participate. And I think Ashley's very much like an energy sucker. Like when she does not feel like participating, everybody knows it. Everybody knows she's mad. So... They start off by going around the room and, well, first Jade, like, makes an apology. She's like, I just want to apologize to everyone. Last night was really out of control. And Ashley's mad because she's like, she needs to apologize to me, which I agree with. But I do also think it was appropriate for Jade to apologize to the room because <laughs> she fucked up. Like, she she ruined everybody's night. I mean, ruin feels dramatic, but she definitely pulled everybody else into the drama. So the first thing is shy stands up and says that she's a giver, which I think is like a, f- I mean, it's a fine affirmation, but everybody else stands up except for Ashley. Uh, we'll get there. And the way that they're explaining that they're a giver, like isn't a positive thing. Jude's like, I fill up everybody's cup before my own. And everyone's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, well, that's not like a good thing. I think I think the word giver is like weird in that context, not to like police what Shy said, because it's not that serious. But I think a better way to say that would be like, I am generous. <laughs> like gener- being generous is a good attribute. Being a giver, mm, to me, a giver implies that like I don't know it's really semantics but when I hear someone say like I'm a giver what I hear is like I give at a consequence to myself right like I give stuff to others despite the fact that it like harms me to do so like that type of vibe but what I would say is like a general like I'm generous says something different like I'm generous means like I'm a good person I like to help others like that that type of thing. Not it being generous doesn't mean you're a good person, but it means like I like to help others. It's a quality of myself as helping others because I can, not because I have to. I I don't know. This is really semantics. Um, okay, then uh Ashley won't stand up and Coach B is like, Well, do you agree? And she's like, mm, Yeah, I'm a giver. And she's like, Well, are you gonna participate? And Ashley's like, meh, 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 meh. but then I guess she decides that she's going to participate because Bree says that she is strong and everybody stands up, including Ashley and Dr. B. I want to call her Dr. B. I don't know if she ha, has a doctorate. So Coach B, Coach B. Dr. B just feels like that's what she should be called. Um, Coach B is like, oh, okay, Ashley, so you're strong. You agree that you're strong. And she's like, I had to be. I had to be stronger. I'd be dead. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, that's serious. And then she starts talking about, it's kind of brief, but she says like, you know, having a daughter when you like never really had parents of your own and having to figure out how to raise them without that guidance. And I'm like, hold up. This is like the second or third time that Ashley has like casually mentioned that her parents like weren't really around when she was a child. Um, She said that she was raised by her grandparents. She's kind of talked about her dad not always being there. Um, And now she's saying like, I had no model for parenting. And that to me is like, so where? What? Like even her dad isn't around, which like I get. I get not having a model for a father. That's one thing. But she was raised apparently by her grandparents. I think that's a model for parenting. She seems to really love her grandparents and cared a lot about them. I don't know if they're still alive, actually. I can't remember. I can't remember if they're still alive. We talked about this not that long ago, but now I can't remember. I think they are. They just don't want to be associated with the show. I'm pretty sure that's the case. But I was like, wait, when Ashley says that she didn't have like a model for parenting, I'm like, so where was T? I need some answers here about Ashley's childhood, about Pastor T, about all of that, because Ashley keeps making these claims, but anytime we hear Pastor T talk like there's no reference to anything like there's no reference at all to any issues in Ashley's childhood at, like in regard to P P in regard to T being a parent um, they talked about remember and when they were talking about the racism that Bar and Ashley experiences being on Teen Mom and Pastor T was like yeah I really went out of my way to shield you from that when you were a child like they don't talk like T didn't raise Ashley. There's never been, at least that I can remember on Teen Mom Young and Pregnant or Teen Mom, any real reference or like statement that Pastor T was not the one to raise Ashley. So I'm just a little confused when she says this type of stuff. I'm not saying that Ashley isn't strong and I'm not saying that like she didn't have a hard childhood. It just doesn't seem to line up with the reality that we've been shown on the show. So then Macy stands up and she says, I am a good mother and everybody stands up except for Amber. And I (laughs) physically cringe. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Because let's be real. Amber is not a good mother. She's right not to stand up. She's, she's not a good mom. She's not. I, she, she says, I don't really feel like a mother. And I think that's her reality. Like, I don't think she really is a mother a lot of the time, honestly, which in some ways is sad. I mean, it is sad because there are two children that don't have their biological mother like really active in their life. I know that she sees James regularly. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how often she actually shows up to see James and I don't know if she gets any sort of like significant parenting time. I think that Andrew really does do the majority of the parenting. By the way, Andrew is like a crazy (laughs) anti-vaxxer. He posts wild shit. Like he's full on in like the 5G theory type people. Like he's a nut job, that Andrew. I still think that it's probably better for James to be with him than with Amber, but Andrew's a nutter. Like, he was posting some stuff this week, and I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. I do remember, uh, Amber, remember that one time she accused him of being, like, a California hippie? What was that about? I can't remember. With the epidural, maybe? It had something to do with the baby or pregnancy, and she's like, you're just a California hippie. I'm like, now I'm like, oh, he was anti-vax. <laughs> Aye, 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 There's a strong crossover of, like, hippie being anti-vax and Republican, even though these people, like, aren't Republican, but they're, like, anti-government and anti-vax. Okay, so Amber is saying, like, I just, I don't feel like a good mom, and she's right. She's right. Of course, the rest of the gang is like, Amber, you are a good mom. You are. Leanna talking head is like, no judgment, sis. Stand up. You are a good mom. and It's like, well, she's just not. <laughs> what, what is I, this is a problem that I have with this show. I mean, team mom in general, but like, if the point of this program is to convince me that Amber is a good person and I'm supposed to watch this and in this moment be like that's so sad that Amber's not standing up. Then I have like a major disconnect with MTV. And I'm curious like yeah, I know there are crazy people that like Amber. I know. And I know there's like that Facebook fan of hers, right? That just only watches the show, but I feel like that's a really small percentage of the viewers. Like even the most casual person watching these shows, I feel like understands that Amber is not a good mother. Um and so when I'm like am I, I it's upsetting to watch somebody call themselves a bad mom. I think it just is like viscerally that's like an upsetting thing. Like when I'm like it doesn't really matter who it is. It's just sad, right? Because it's like the most one of the most important things that a person that has children can do is be a good parent and try and be a good parent. Um so when somebody says that they're not a good parent, it's just like they're, it's like the the biggest insult they can give themselves essentially because it's they're saying that they're not good at their most important role in this life. I don't want to say that being a parent is the most important thing that somebody can do and even a parent, but I think the responsibility is so great. I hope you guys know what I mean by that. And so it's like upsetting to hear someone say that, but like it's true <laughs> in a first case. She's not a good mother. Full stop. She's not. And a big part of the reason is because she doesn't really try to be a good mother. And I mean, I understand that she doesn't try because of mental health issues. And like, I do understand that. I understand it's very hard for Amber. And I've talked a lot about that. And I do have empathy for the fact that Amber like has a really debilitating personality disorder and it makes life really really hard for her really hard for her and it makes getting help really fucking hard and i i just don't i don't i can understand that i have empathy for it but the reality is what it is and she's not trying to be a better parent which is why like gary later in the episode is like mm. It's an awkward line for Gary to walk because he has to have Amber like in his corner in order for there to be a paycheck coming from MTV. And like like I said, I mean, they're probably getting paid like $50,000 for showing up to this fucking thing for a week and a half of time. You know what I mean? Like this was not a very long filming sec, and they probably got like a decent little paycheck, probably more than a lot of people make in a year for filming for like a week and a half. And so Gary stays on this good side of Amber But he knows Amber isn't really trying. And I think, I think Gary has come to the point where he's not blaming Amber for not trying and he understands why she's not trying. But she's not. She's really not. She really, Amber, the thing with Amber is Amber has convinced herself. And I've talked about this that Amber has convinced herself that if she can just go to therapy with Leah, then Leah will be forced by the therapist to forgive Amber and they will like, Magically be best of friends, and everything will be great. And Amber suddenly will be able to hang out with Leah all of the time, and they'll love each other, and everything will be peachy keen. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think that if Leah and Amber go to therapy together, it's going to be very, very hard for Amber. I think it's going to be very hard and upsetting for Amber, especially if they go there and Leah says, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, I agreed to come to therapy with you. So I can tell you in the space that I don't want a relationship with you. I think that Amber is just the type of person that becomes convinced that they're like this one thing is going to be the solution for all of her issues. And then when that doesn't happen, she like really spirals. And I think in the past it's been boyfriends, right? Like Matt or Andrew or Dimitri. Was that his name? Dimitri, her Danish boyfriend. He was from Denmark, right? I can't quite remember. Um, Maybe he's from Belgium, Maybe it was Belgian, whatever. But he was from her, her European boyfriend. <laughs> her Western European boyfriend. <laughs> um, but I think that she like, I think that she really is like, this person is gonna fix me and this person's gonna make my life better. So when that doesn't happen, she spirals. And I think her current focus is Leah is going to love me when we go to therapy together. And I just don't think that's gonna happen. And Amber says that she's like done all this work in anger management and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, has she? When did Amber go to anger management? I guess it's court ordered. Um, Ashley does say something very nice, which is like, if my dad just like said he would try going to a class, I would like instantly forgive him and like beg him to be my life. That's a nice thing to say to Amber, but I'm like, Mm, you need to go to therapy. <laughs> Ash Ashley. <laughs> Ashley hun honey. You should go to therapy because that's not healthy. What you just said is no, not healthy. <laughs> what you should say is, I would love for my dad to try so that maybe one day we could have a relationship. Um, I don't know. I just like I'm watching this and I'm like, well, Amber's a bad mom. So while on one hand, I feel bad that she's not standing up. On the other hand, like I'm not here to watch them. I'll be like, "You're a good mom, Amber. Amber, you're trying. All it takes is trying. We're all messing up sometimes. And the thing is, none of those women are perfect moms, right? Like, I mean, Leah, Bree, Jade, <laughs> even Ashley. Like, they've all, they've all had a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot of fuck-ups. But they all are their children's primary caregivers. And, well, that's not true for Leah. She does really, you know, share with Corey. But for the most part, when they say, like, as long as you're trying, that's good. I believe that to be true for the other moms in the room. But I don't believe it to be true for Amber. Oh, gosh. Poor Leah. I mean, like, imagine knowing that your mom who just like refused to show up for years of your life because she was with her boyfriends is on TV crying about the fact that like she doesn't feel like a good mom and then all these women are around her like babe you are a good mom no Amber Amber you are a good mom you are you're trying and Leah's like well she's not trying like that's literally the whole point (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole issue that I have with her is that this bitch refuses to try. (laughs) It's just, it makes me feel gross watching it. Anytime I'm watching Amber being celebrated, like, I feel gross. The next day, the winners of the kayaking challenge get to go on a special little retreat, but I'm like, I don't... I don't feel like this is a reward when you're like staying at a luxury hotel eating and drinking whatever you want and going in the pool and shit. Like, This doesn't seem special to me. So apparently Cheyenne doesn't go and Macy goes, I understand why she didn't want to come. And I'm like, well, I don't. Could you explain it to me? What do you mean? What do you mean Amber or Cheyenne didn't want to come? So it's just Bree, Gary and Macy and they go and have like a little picnic lunch. It looks nice. And they're talking about the night before and Macy's explaining what happened with Amber. And you can tell Gary is like, ooh, that, that's, I think Gary is sad to hear it. I do think Gary is sad to hear it. I don't think he's like a distressed to hear it, but I think that Gary has a fondness for Amber. And once again, I think Gary's very careful with his words when it comes to Amber. And basically he's like, you know, Leah is just really, she's really hurt and he understands why Amber feels the way that she does. And she under- he understands the reason for the mistakes, but that Leah just isn't really interested in a relationship because she's lost so much trust in Amber. And this is when I wish that Macy would just like fucking admit That Amber is Ryan and, like, fully admit to it and, like, fully just go in. And she kind of skirts around it a little bit. And Gary straight up asks, like, is this something that you deal with with Bentley? And, like, she acknowledges, like, the therapy and that uh, the therapist said that Ryan wouldn't go to the sessions for a while, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I wish Macy would just get honest and be like, yeah, I understand that's exactly how Bentley feels about Ryan. And Bentley doesn't trust his dad and he doesn't want to see his dad and I can't push it and I won't push it because it just doesn't do anything like to help him. It makes everything worse. Like I it just, it makes me lose my mind that I'm sitting there, you know, watching Macy, like th- this is the thing. Okay. So the women that are on this show that were in this room at this time are in, in the room at the time are Ashley, Jade, Macy, Amber and Bray. Right. Is that all of them? And they're like and Amber. And they're like, Amber, Amber, you're such a good mom. You're such a good mom. You're such a good mom. And I'm like, OK, but Amber does less than Ryan does. Honestly, he she really does. You know, like at least at least when it comes to um, Bentley, he could go over to the Edwards and Ryan could pop in for a couple hours Amber does less than Ryan does, and Amber does less than Devoin does, and Amber does honestly in a lot of ways about the same as Lewis does, and so for Bree and Macy to like sit there and be like, no, she is a good mom, she is a good mom, she is a good mom, and it's like, well, she's not. She's not. And if you would just apply like the same logic that you use for your children's fathers who are fucking deadbeats and you would recognize that Amber is the same as them, this would be a lot more of a refreshing show. So Brie thinks that Gary should basically force Leah to go to therapy with Amber. But I I don't really hold that against Bree because I think Brie doesn't quite know what she's talking about here. And that sounds mean. I don't mean that as a knock on Bree's intelligence. I really don't. But one, I mean, her oldest is like eight or nine, right? And Leah's 13. So there's a significant age difference between Leah and Nova. So I think for one, Bree just doesn't have experience around 13-year-olds. And I think that she's not, she's not thinking of Leah as a 13-year-old because there's a huge developmental difference between Nova and Leah. Like Leah's going to be in high school in a year and a half. I'm about to go jump off a cliff. That's so crazy. <laughs> like Leah's going to be in high school soon, you know? So it's a little different than like it is with Nova. And she definitely has the right to say that she does not want to go to therapy with Amber. I also think that Bree doesn't quite know all of the Amber situation. I think Bree doesn't like like, I don't know. I get why Brie would be like, yeah, you should just make her go. Because I think that that is like a natural response. Like, you should just step up, as, like, make, override the decision as a parent and be like, this is something you have to do. Um, I, I guess I just don't, I don't agree with Brie, as you guys know. I really don't agree with Brie when it comes to the subject. But I think Brie was kind of just saying it to say it. I don't think that this is a topic that Brie is well-versed in. Both therapy, not even both. I'm going to, Multiple things. Therapy, your children going to therapy, your children's parent going to therapy with their estranged parents, and also, like, the full Amber story and the full Team Emoji storyline. Like, I just don't think Bree is coming in from, like, a place of extreme knowledge. So I don't, I'm not, like, upset with her saying that Gary should make them go to therapy together. Uh, Macy, on the other hand, is she doesn't say that Gary shouldn't go but she's like well I think you could like figure out something that wouldn't cross make sure that Leah knows her boundaries wouldn't be crossing we would work with the therapist and blah 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 I don't know I just like I just wish we could get an honest conversation here where like the girl the women could be like yeah Amber's a bad mom and maybe even not that harsh but like Amber is not there for her kids and she's really fucked up and although we like Amber personally like we understand why her kids don't want to see her but they will never do that They will never do that. Okay, so the episode ends with Brie, Ashley, and Jade kind of working it out. So Brie goes to talk to Ashley and she's like, I just want to make, you know, kind of apologize because I'm the one that started all the drama. And so I expect Brie to go over there and apologize. Brie is so fucking weird and awkward. (laughs) She's so weird and awkward. She goes over there and she's like, so, and Ashley's like, so, and then they just like sit in silence and Brie's like, I just don't want, mm, I don't want the drama. I just, I I hope we can just like get rid of the drama. And I just want, like our vibes are good, right? Like our vibes are good. And like it's just so weird. I really thought that she was going to go in there and like have a full conversation where she apologized. And then I was like, I got my face. Why would I expect, expect Brie to do that? Brie is not a communicator. Bree is so bad at communication and it's definitely like a family dynamic um, in that like Brittany always spoke for her, Roxanne always spoke for her, which I think is common in families where you have like somebody that's shy like Bree and then you have a loud ass older sister and you have a loud ass mom. Like I think Bree just never developed her communication skills. Um, I bet over text Bree is pretty fine. (laughs) Like I bet over text Bree is okay, but like in-person communication skills she is lacking. She always has been. So really why I expected her to go in there and like really lead a conversation and apologize, I'm not sure why I expected that. Now, Brittany could have went in with her and Brittany could have like led the conversation, (laughs) but she did not. Eventually Jade comes and Chow her friend is, like, standing in the back, and it's kind of funny because she's like, I see Jade go over there, but I figure let me put on some shoes and pull my hair back and stand here just in case. It made me laugh. They don't really explain why she's there, the friend, and it, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's so Ashley won't be alone. Ashley's, or excuse me, Jade won't be alone, but Jade's not alone. She has brain Brittany, so... Letting the friend come was, I think, a mistake on the part of MTV. I, I think that was a bad casting choice because we don't know her. We don't have a relationship with her. And she's getting, like, truly 45 seconds of screen time in these episodes. You're like, wait, who's that girl? Why is she here? It's just unnecessary for her to be there. So Jade sits down and she's like, Jade, okay, Jade has issues, but she's a pretty good communicator. She's a talker. She's got the gift of the gab, honestly. I think she's good when she's not like going nutty, she's good at talking. She's a lot like Kale, I think in that way. So Jade is like, I felt like you were not taking accountability and you were manipulating and gaslighting me and like trying to make me feel crazy for feeling how I felt. And I think that's exactly right. I think she explained herself well. I think that's exactly what happened, exactly what I said. And it is what happened. Ashley talked all this shit online, was cruel like very cruel it wasn't that's the thing Ashley wasn't just like fucking around like she was being mean and then she was sitting there and acting like she really didn't do it on purpose and Jade is like I just wanted you to admit that you did it maliciously because I feel crazy when you're sitting there and you're saying that it was just jokes and that I took it the wrong way and she's like and it really triggers me because that's how my parents talk to me that's how Sean talks to me so when you did it I was really triggered I was like that's I, Jade really, I think, explained herself very well in this moment. I think her side was very clear. I think that she was in the right. And I think that she was in the right the whole time. She just has no control over her anger. So she went to, like, level 1,000 and looked crazy. Because the person that screams loudest is always going to look the craziest. That's always the case, right? So I liked this, where Jade straight up was like, the problem was you're not admitting that you did those posts on purpose to be mean. And Ashley... Ashley is so hard for me to read. I have such a hard time reading Ashley. I found her to be very fake in this scene. But Brie and Jade were like, it's great. Ashley really took responsibility for what she said. I'm like, she did? I didn't hear it. Ashley basically is like, I hear what you're saying. That makes sense. I I get it. Um, I appreciate you explaining it to me. She says, you know, I... I thought I was like kikiing around, but the jokes don't work because we're not friends. Yeah, you weren't. like. I, I, I just want Ashley to admit that she was being mean on purpose. I just wish she was like, you know what? Here's the thing. I didn't like you and I can be really mean and it's an issue. She even says it like to bar, I forgot to mention this earlier in the episode. She says something like, I'm trying to be the bigger person, but I can be the smallest person. And I wish she said like, Honestly, a quality I don't like about myself is that I'm mean, and when I get confronted with it, this takes an incredible amount of introspection. <laughs> I'm I'm expecting way too much from Ashley, but I'm just going to tell you what I wish Ashley, an enlightened Ashley, who I guess has been to years of therapy, in my fan fiction, that this is how this conversation would go. Ashley would be like, "Look, a really bad quality about myself is that I'm I can be very mean to people." when I feel like I've been attacked by somebody, which I felt attacked by you over the, the Teen Mom 2 casting stuff, which, I look, we don't need to get into it. It, I, I understand that you didn't feel like you're attacking me, but this is just how I felt. I felt attacked by you. And so I went to the place that I go when I feel attacked, which is being very mean and trying to hurt your feelings. And you're right. I did do that. And I did it on purpose. And the reason that I sit here and kind of play it off like I didn't do it on purpose or I I act like it wasn't serious is because it doesn't make me feel good to do after the fact. Yeah, in the moment I might feel good, but after the fact I don't feel good about it. So I downplay it. And I just I I'm sorry that I did that. And instead of I wish that instead of being mean, I could just talk to people and talk it out and like come to an agreement or just leave it alone. And I wish I didn't do this and that's why I act the way that I do. I'm not sure if Ashley has that self-awareness, but that is what's happening, right? Like, and I wish she would just say that and she won't. So I kind of read it as fake, but she does half acknowledge it in which she says, I can understand how I come across two-faced because I can be very nice or I can be very mean. And I think the people that know me know that that's not be." being fake. That's just who I am. But because you guys don't really know me, you see it as fake. And I was like, okay, I think that is like a little bit of self-awareness. Um, She still really didn't straight up admit that she was being a bitch. Like, she did not straight up admit that she was being cruel to Jade and I wish she would, but Jade seemed fine. They also did show when Jade walks in, they show her walking in like a weird angle, like the camera's down. And so we literally just watch her come in like butt first and she's in these like jean shorts. And I will say her butt looked pretty good. I know I said last week her body didn't look that different and I still don't think it looks that different, but her butt looks pretty good, um, especially compared to some of the other BBLs that are walking around that set. <laughs> you know? We and are on the cast of Teen Mom too. We see the bad BBLs, the doctor Miamis, and so at least her BBL looks pretty good. It looks proportionate and naturalish, at least at the angle and the outfit we were seeing. So that was good. Um, not to be like critiquing women's bodies, but we saw this like extensive horrific surgery she got. So now I'm like obsessed with looking at her body. Like how how could you not be right? Like we saw what she went through. So every time she's on screen, I'm like what does her body look like? What does her body look like? But yeah, I found this scene to be weird. They also say like, we have to squash this because we're going to be here for a long time. And I'm like, how long were they there for? (laughs) I thought they were there for like a week. Like, what do they mean a long time? (laughs) Oh, goodness. I just, I need like a smidge more self-awareness from Ashley. She's a real hard nut to crack. She really is. Bree's just a bad communicator. Jade, also Jade said something that I found made a lot of sense. And I I believe this to be true. She's like, I'm not really mad at you anymore. She's like, I kind of just needed to scream about it. <laughs> she's like, I needed to get it out. And then, of course, in A Talking Head, Ashley says, kind of throwing a jab. She's like, I think Jade um, needed attention. And she got it. But then like in a breath later, she's like, I really understand why Jade acts the way that she does now. (laughs) Also, is it just me? But did you guys notice they are filming these talking heads at a very weird angle and they all look like shit. I don't they are like just below their chin. So they're filming up, which almost no one looks good at that angle. I'm like, can you raise the fucking camera up a little bit? Amber looks terrible in her talking heads. Like you're just looking at her chin. It's so unflattering. I'm like, just lift that fucking camera up. It's such a weird angle. You're looking at her, like you're looking at her, her chin and then also like up her glasses. It's very bizarre. I don't know why they framed it that way, but I don't like it. But yeah, they decide that they're all going to make up. I don't think they'll ever be friends. Um, but I think it's interesting that Jade is like, yeah, I, I can yell at people and like have a big blowout and then we're fine. And I'm like, yeah that's not a great quality either I know it seems like a good quality but really you just have that because you're like used to getting to screaming fights with your mom and your abusive boyfriends and then like the next day you have to be able to move on because you still want them in your life so it's not the best (laughs) but that's it for this week if you want to hear more of me go to patreon.com slash Liz explains this week I had princess on and we did a two and a half hour episode on cheer season two so come listen to me talk about cheer season two And next week, I'll probably do a throwback episode and then do two weeks of family vacation, ultimate girl's trip, whatever we're calling it. Um, Yeah. So I will talk to you then. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.